Hey beautiful people. Welcome back to A Slice of Life with me, Jack Walton. A space where each month I'm joined by inspiring guests with interesting stories to tell. We cover a wide range of topics from mental health to success. Each episode has a motivational takeaway that will leave you longing for more. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Jack Walton, a motivator boy, to keep up with everything I've got going on. And please rate, share and subscribe wherever you get your episodes downloaded from. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Slice of Life. It's now 2021. Happy New Year to you guys. I feel like it's been ages since I've actually recorded anything. I record all of my episodes in advance, so it's been it's been a while, but I'm so happy to be back. This year marks two years of the podcast. Would you believe that? I mean, I do not know where the time's gone. It's been an amazing journey so far. I absolutely adore speaking to people, hearing their interesting stories, and just connecting. And I feel like a little bit of it, to be honest, is because I just, I love getting that advice myself. But then on the flip side, I know it's going to help you guys. So it works so well. This month, I'm being joined by Hayley Coxon. Hayley Coxon is a holistic mindset coach. She has had such an incredible journey. We connected on social media. We've done coaching work together. She's helped me so much on my own healing journey. And this month is all about the mind-body connection. We delve into different holistic options. We talk about her journey in the TV industry and now working as a coach on retreats. We also delve into different holistic options and we just have a good old chat, really. I'm absolutely certain no matter where you are in your life, there'll be something to take away from this episode. So please enjoy it. Please rate, share and subscribe as always. And I will see you soon. On with the show. Hayley, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you? Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Absolutely wonderful. So, um, yeah, it's nice to check in with you and always love our conversations of growth always. And I yeah. know, I know. So for everyone who doesn't know Hayley, me and Hayley have known each other for, I feel like it isn't a very long time, but it kind of feels like years and years and years, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. Maybe, I don't know, is it a year and a half, couple of years? I think sure. it's about that, yeah. So it's not yeah. a huge amount of time, but... Me and Hayley actually, again, uh, connected on social media. It was through a mutual friend, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it was through doing an Instagram live show and we got in contact. And actually, me and Hayley have done a few things together. And I actually had coaching offer this year. And it was, oh, God, it was life-changing, Hayley, wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. a life-changing experience. Excellent. That, um, that makes me proud. And also... It was an honor, really, because you um, you really committed to it. And when you see someone commit so much to it, um, you as a coach, you get so much more out of it. And also mm. as a client as well, you do, too. It was you deserved it. And it was a beautiful thing to be a part of. So, yeah, oh, it was. That. I feel like that was one of the big positives for me with the first lockdown is that I really had a chance to just kind of go within and work on the things I needed to. And I feel like mm. I know I said this too, that if it really wasn't for lockdown, I I wouldn't have stopped and just kind of done that work. I'd have just kept, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward and working and being healing everywhere and not really stopping to just kind of addressing the I feel like it was the key things that were holding me back and that's where um that's where Hayley came in because we already had that connection anyway. So I think because we already had that friendship and that connection, it was just a very natural fit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we'll speak about this later on, but with coaching and any kind of work, you really need to resonate with the person. 
uh, and I've had kind of offers to other people in the past and I've not really resonated with them and me and Hayley it was just a very it was just a really like you held to the space for me really didn't you that's what it was and I feel like you did so much and Hayley's like no I'm just holding the space for you but (laughs) in doing that I feel like that that allows it to come in then and that allows the transformation to happen doesn't it yeah it allows you to trust yourself Mm. more so um because you feel um supported and safe and that's quite often the case is we have a fear of, of if we do let ourselves go if we do take the leap do we feel comfortable enough that this person can support us because we yeah. don't know what's waiting for us on the other side you know so um yeah it's really important and and it was uh yeah it was a really special thing so well oh. done you i'm proud of you oh, thank you yeah. so tell me Hayley, who are you? Huge question to start off with. Who, who is who Hayley? Yeah, I love How asking this question. Got? Who is Hayley Coxon in a nutshell? Who are you? Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to doing this podcast today. Like, who is Hayley Coxon? Okay, Hayley Coxon. Uh, Hayley Coxon strives to uh, live the most authentic life possible mm. and is constantly working on being the best version of herself. Um, Speaking in the third person now, uh, so <laughs> I am I'm very, very passionate about um, whole body health. So um, finding balance within and addressing the mind-body connection in order to support you and finding that balance internally. And you know that mm. cheesy saying I say, when you go within, you, you'll never go within. Oh, yes. <laughs> we need to get that on T-shirts, don't we? Yeah, one of my clients got me printed it on a T-shirt, actually. And so I, <laughs> Great. Um, and then... Quite recently, so I, I've had a lot of grievances um, in the last 15 years. And, and yeah. to be honest, in this year has been insane for, for losses for me personally. Um, however, it's been a, a massive uh, opportunity of growth for me uh, personally and business-wise. So I'm really grateful for that, as much as painful as it's been. Mm, to yeah. say goodbye to some of the people I've said goodbye to, I still haven't really, to be honest, still processing it's been a huge opportunity to to reconnect with the next level me for sure like there was lots of stuff that by giving so i've got my my wellness brand and by giving so much to that and to clients i was neglecting parts of me in order to do that and what lockdown has enabled me to do is really reconnect with Mm. a whole version of me and and bring back some of the old Haley that I'd kind of forgotten about and a fresh and newer sparkly version and it yeah every day's a, a bit of growth and um consistent commitment to the authentic self really and the true self so oh, um, yeah it's awesome really really mega so I'm like tapping back into my passion for motorsport which I, I worked in for many years that's amazing um yeah, so uh, I'm working with that now again, and, and it's a really, really special thing. So what I'm finding is the life skills and the stuff and the work that I've done and the, the qualifications really I've picked up along the way are supporting me and really stepping back into that role in a completely different way with a completely fresh new look and um, supporting my growth in that part as well. So it's a really real contrast of hits professionally and personally. You've got motorsport and you got... Um, holistic health in a way but it, it's who I am I just love and, that though I love yeah, that yeah I love it and I feel very very grateful 
to be in the position I am now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a special thing. My goodness, what a journey. So take us back a little bit. How did you yeah. get to like, enter the wellbeing space? Because like you say, okay. your early life, I'm guessing, and I actually don't know a lot, so you need to fill me in as well because I know bits and bobs and I know you've done things in like TV and all sorts of like kind of mm. the industry really that you were in, I feel like is the complete opposite to the one you're in now in terms of like wellbeing and holistic work and, you know, like spirituality. So it's you've had some very diverse experiences, I'd say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, well, basically, I I was always sporty in skills. So I've actually been involved in health and wellness off and on for over twenty years. Wow! So I was um, very much a sports person at school, um, and and then I went on to do uh, sports science at uni and. I went into personal training, so I trained, um, worked in Manchester, London, Liverpool, personal training, and oh, nice. um, and then um, as you do in in that industry, you can kind of burn yourself out. You're, you're catering, or you're giving a product, providing a product or a service outside of the regular kind of balanced or sociable mm. hours, if you will. So anyway, I, I loved it, but then I kind of burnt myself out and always wanted to travel. So. Um, it was something that had been itching and been like kind of um, tapping at my door for a while. And I got to a point in my career and, and I just thought, what am I doing? Um, yeah. what's, I need a new mission. I need a new focus. I've kind of got to a point now where I want to get to, but what next? What and, next, yeah. Yeah, and I was kind of, you know, I was stuck in a – I was working in fitness and I got to a level that was cool and I was traveling with teaching and doing some incredible courses, meeting some fab people. And I was living with my partner. We'd, we'd split up then. So we'd been long-term together. And I was like, what, what do wow. I want to do? And I haven't done yet. And it was traveling. Oh, so I went backpacking around the world. Um, and when I did that, it was just, it was game-changing, really. And ever since that, it's kind of planted the seed of traveling. And I love traveling. That's one of my little um, passions. Um, oh, traveling's amazing, isn't oh. it? I feel like it just... It's, it's almost hard to kind of put it into words. It, it, it's just that it's very, I feel like it's so grown. I know when people say they go places to find themselves and people like yeah. laugh it off, but I feel like you, I, I feel like you did. Like how long did you go traveling for to begin I went, with? A long I time? went for a year. Um, oh, wow. I, was, um, I went to 10 different places around the world. And oh. the first kind of three months I had a friend join me. And then after that I was on my own, but I was never really on my own. I, I love traveling on my own anyway, but I had, yeah. I've got friends and family around the world and, and, and a lot of the places that I was going to. So I had the opportunity to check in with them. And, oh, that sounds and then, bliss. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And then I've got family in America. So I finished in America and I probably spent my last two or three months in America just living with my family there. And, oh, up and, out and it was, it was great. I, I love it over there. So, yeah, but I <laughs> randomly, so I, I don't, I have not talked about this story a lot. When I was in New Zealand on that trip, Right. I'd randomly at 19, I'd, I'd fallen in, I don't know even remember how it happened, but I found myself in this audition for this crazy TV show. Oh, wow. Um, called Prickly Heat. Now, I'm not, <laughs> I'm quite ashamed. Please don't Google it. No one look at it because it, oh my God. I've never heard this story. <laughs> so, randomly, I found myself, that was it. I was in Manchester for the day from uni. I was actually, my campus was in Warrington at the time, but I was oh, at yeah, Manchester yeah. Met. So we'd gone into Manchester for the day and people were handing out flyers to get to this audition for this TV show. And a friend of mine was a singer. She was quite, she was originally from Malta and she's 
Oh, and our next factor in Malta and all of this. So we, we never really, yeah. So she was a singer and she loved kind of being in the limelight. She's like, I want to do yeah, it. I've got yeah. to be there. I've got to go do it. <laughs> so for a laugh, the rest of us did. So four of us walked in there. We went and did it. And all of a sudden, before I know it, I've got a call back and I'm, I'm going off to Mallorca to shoot this TV show. For You're joking. <laughs> it was mental. That is so I cool. I wasn't really bothered, but it was great fun. It was a good experience. So that was my first hit in TV. And... Um, it was great fun. So anyway, I connected with one of the girls on there who was from New Zealand and we got on, but she was the kind of girl that not everybody got on with. Right, um, right. But for some reason, her and I connected and I, I appreciated it. She was lovely. She was a bit older than me. And we all said we'd stay in touch, but we didn't. She's from New Zealand, but live in London. So we never really stayed in touch. A few years later, fast forward, I'm in New Zealand in Auckland. I'm jumping off my Kiwi travel experience bus, walk into the city and I oh, spot wow. this girl getting in a car. And I'm like, I know her face from somewhere. Where do I know her from? Oh my god, you're joking! It was her. Oh my god, that's the love. That's the <laughs> universal one. That is the universe. Crazy, way. I know. So she'd moved back to study acting. Oh wow! So um, she's like, "Got to come stay with me. I've just got an apartment and all of this." So I went to stay with her for a couple of weeks, and and in those couple of weeks, she got me on local TV. I was on a news program, <laughs> on a music video. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell is going on? So it was great fun. So when I got back from traveling then, finished my year off, I came back and I had this itch then. I'd had this bit of a taster and I'm like, why can't I let go of this? There's something about it that I want to pursue. But yeah. my, I was, I felt like at that point and the connection I had with myself, I felt like I would be judged if I was to speak about it. Like, who am right, I right. You know, to say I yeah. want to be this, that and the other? Um, so eventually I admitted to myself, I wanted to try presenting and I started to actually talk about it and found a course in London to go for a weekend and try it out where you just film your own showreel, you test out, yes, actually doing yeah, yeah. It, you know, just giving it a go to see whether I liked it. And I took to it and I really loved it. So I was like, shit, actually, why not? You know, why not? This is my next challenge. I always like, I'd get, I'd do something and achieve something and I'd be like, look at the next, next challenge, thing right? to grow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I was like, sod it, you know, what, why not? What have I got to lose? So I didn't really talk to a lot of people at first about it. I just started trying to research. I was reading a lot of like, at the time the Guardian was big for that industry. I was trying to do all my research and thinking, how do I get experience in this? I don't want to just think I'm this presenter and try and step into a presenter role. I want to learn about behind the camera. I want to start at the bottom and work my way up. That's a great attitude to have, yeah. Yeah, so I did. Um, And finally, um, within a couple of years, I kind of found myself, I'm originally from the Isle of Man, so I found myself moving back there. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, I moved back to the Isle of Man because... What's it like there? It's beautiful. It's, um, yeah, it's really lovely. It's, uh, yeah, it's a stunning place. Very, very pretty. We have our own money, our own government. It's a very unusual place, but it is lovely. Um, yeah, so went back there. I'd had an experience, a, a huge loss as well. I'd, I'd lost my cousin suddenly. So I kind of broke oh, no. for a bit. I needed to go back and recoup, you know, and kind of put yeah. the pieces back together again. And when I did, eventually got the opportunity to work with a local production company that worked in motorsport. That, that specialised ah, in So that's where. So I grew up, though, on the Isle of Man. In my nan and granddad's hotel, they'd opened up a hotel. So every we, we lived for the Alaman TT, which is a famous like road race over there. It's crazy. Right, right. So every year we'd have people coming over, the same people returning. And I loved the people. I fell in love with the people that would come back year on year for this event. 
and then eventually I started to enjoy the racing and get to know the racing and then before I knew it I you know there I was working for free at first at this production company and then I made uh, I just worked at my arse off and then the following year I got an invite back to work on the TT and then a documentary with them and then the before they asked me after TT, they then gave me a call and said, what are you doing this weekend? Do you want to come to Italy with us? We want to try you out for be a pit lane reporter. Oh. Um, let me just check my diary. Literally. Yeah. Let <laughs> yeah. me just see if I'm free. <laughs> and off I went and I did my first one and uh, six years or whatever I did full time. So I'd work the motorsport season is, is kind of, well, then, then it was that what I was working on, I ent- went into sports car racing. So it was kind of March to November. So in the winter, I would then go back behind the camera and work on films. Ah, okay. Wow. Um, which was great fun. So I would do that and then start my season again. So yeah, it was brilliant. I had an incredible time um, traveling the world with it. I, went, I worked on World and European Series. So I was going to China, Argentina, really? Brazil, everywhere. Gosh. Um, it was amazing. Uh, and then uh, one day I got a phone call. Um, my dad lived in America. He moved to the States in the 80s. And um, he'd been in, a, in and out my life, really. But I loved him dearly. And I got a phone call this one day to say that he had stage four lung cancer. Oh, my gosh. Um, and at the time, I'd actually hit a wall with what I was doing. Like, I loved, I didn't want fame. Right, right. I wasn't in it for that. I did everything that I did. I did it quite under the radar, yeah. Um, which was great. And um, I'm like, what am I actually doing? I felt like I'd hit a point where I was questioning my life. Am I really getting fulfillment from mm, this? Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of dictating starting to go on. Your arms were kind of getting twisted. You weren't really being able to cover, cover the stories that you wanted to cover because granted, mm. you had to follow certain protocol and cover certain things that the broadcasters wanted. So I was like... Uh, what am I doing? Um, so dad got sick. He started um, fighting that and I was flying in between races. I was um, lucky enough to be able to fly back and forth, try and be with him. And um, then I just got to a point where I kind of felt that it wasn't going to go well. Right, right. Um, so I got offered a big job uh, out in Azerbaijan. There was a big oh, wow. race there for a week. I got flown out there, went there for a week and I just... After that, I thought, right, the money I've saved now from this year, I've had a busy year of racing. I'm just going to take a year out now and I need to go and base myself over that. Well, be there as much as I can, you know? Yeah, yeah. Spend as much chunk of times as I can, uh, a chunk of my time as I can over there. So I did. And um, by doing that, I, I had and was able to make some incredible memories with my dad and learn lots of things yeah about him I'd, I'd, I'd realized I'd kept him at arm's length really for many years because mm. I didn't know whether he was going to leave me again you know and you're kind of protecting yourself like is he gonna well <sighs> yeah. I'd go and see him I'd spend time with him every few years and have a holiday and we connect and I'd be like this feels like home when I'm with you first time you know, in my life, I'd realized that, that how, and not that I'd never had a home and I'd love my family and I'm very blessed to have the family that I've had, but there was something about that connection I had with him that just made me feel like home. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, so it, it was a beautiful thing to then do with him and learn. But what happened was that's when my eyes were opened up to holistic health because he lived in near a place called Portland, Oregon, and it was. Okay. Very well known, and it still is now for alternative living, holistic living. 
Yeah. Um, he, his GP over there as part of your insurance, you can replace as a naturopath instead of a GP, which he started to do, which is a doctor of natural medicine. Mm-hmm. So he was working with her. She had me cooking up some concoctions. And I was just, he was trying to educate himself on what he could do for himself to, at first, yes, try and heal himself. But then when he realized that it wasn't, because he, he went down the chemo route as well and they, they messed his chemo up. They tried eight different chemos and nobody can survive eight different no, chemos. oh my gosh. They weren't quite getting it right, but he was just trying to make himself as comfortable as possible for the remaining time that he obviously knew that he had. And so he was working with CBD oil. He had a special plant version of the plant grown for him. He was working with his diet, his nutrition, special kind of water. And all of this for me was just like, I've got goose pimples. It blew my really? mind. It felt so simple, and and I'd be speaking to people about it, and it to me it it totally made sense, and I'd come back, and it made sense to others, but it's like they didn't get, they, it just wasn't part of their yeah, yeah. psyche, you know. It was it felt simple when we were talking about it, but because it does, it almost sounds it, yeah, it, it's totally alien also. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of got set in your ways. You get set listening to the. Um, general like the mainstream media yeah, with yeah. semester, what you should eat how you should move and when really what it what it's about is it's coming back to getting to know yourself so well that you can safely and in a in the most trustworthy way make decisions for you and it, whether it yeah. comes to your mind or your body and and that's where things started to unravel from a personal perspective so obviously then i, I lost dad and lots of things I learned from that connection I started to unravel within myself and I was trying to yes I went off the rails and I, I went to some dark places as you do once yeah yeah my my world was was turned upside down and I broke into a thousand pieces but I, I am so 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 grateful for the break because I wouldn't have I wouldn't be the person I am today I and have too. the internal yeah. makeup that I've been lucky enough to rebuild really, to be honest. And that only in turn helps me support others and inspire and empower others to take control of the health and wellbeing using a whole body mindset, really. My goodness. Hayley. There you go. (laughs) You have had such a journey and Mm. I didn't, I, I knew little bits of that, but it's interesting that spending that time with your dad that's when the holistic side really started to come out i mean what you're what i'm getting from this is that really your dad's legacy to you was this Mm, and that's given that's making me feel really like oh god that makes feel a bit like emotional because i feel like oh my god that was his almost like legacy and yeah everything that you've done since within that field has been so successful clearly for a reason and it's like that's it's almost like that is your thing, isn't it? And yeah, you've got your passions, your motorsports that you still do, but I feel like this holistic side is your, it's your bigger calling. Like this is, like you get it and you know that so many people right now need this. And I feel like they always will need it, especially after like COVID this year and stuff. It's been a crazy year for everybody. And I feel like, yeah, like this is, that happened for a much bigger reason. And I feel like, me and you can understand that perspective because we're on this kind of spiritual mystical journey. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's a it's a daily consistent commitment to you though, you know. It's not oh, like God, it is, you're right. You know, it never ends, is it? Retreats and people will come for the week and, and we we help change their lives and it's a ph- phenomenal thing to be a part of. But the biggest work 
um, is when you come back, it's transitioning into and taking the, holding on to that power you've regained and and running with it. And, um, it's a choice as well, I think, isn't it? It's up to you. Absolutely. You can choose. it never ends. Yeah, I totally agree. You can choose excuses or opportunity and, and where do the excuses get you? Yeah. Um, And it's almost like making that, like a lot of people, uh, like let's take a job for example. They say they really hate their job and they want to leave their job. And I was speaking to somebody about this yesterday. Uh, a friend of mine who is actually leaving her job and pursuing uh, counselling because that for her is going to be a lot more beneficial. And I said, actually, that's amazing because so many people spend months, years saying, "Oh, I hate my job. I want to leave. I want to leave." But that's all that happens. It's just talking. Nothing ever happens as a result of it. They're just constantly speaking about it. Yeah. And you have to almost jump off the edge of the cliff and just hope you're gonna you know you're not gonna drown you're gonna swim because a lot of people don't want to jump because they're so scared and by uh, my friend quitting her job and deciding actually no i'm gonna jump and i'm gonna see what happens that's like the biggest decision you can make and a lot of people actually don't get to that step and it's almost like the work you're doing especially with retreats and stuff going on a retreat is really great but if you just go back into your normal routine after it's kind of it's all all the work can be so quickly undone with this stuff i find that it's mm-hmm. consistent isn't it you need Absolutely. to be consistent it's so important and you can be consistently commitment with the smallest amount of effort too to try and maintain what you're working on and then when you want the bigger changes you obviously throw more time and effort and commitment into it but it really doesn't take that much commitment right. to maintain the work it it just takes a bit of commitment and no excuses. And, um, mm. and also trust is the big one. Oh, God, self-trust. Big, yeah. That, that's been a huge lesson for me. Like I used to be very much in the mindset saying, this is how it, it should be. I hate that word. I wish it was erased from our language. <laughs> this is how it should be. This is how I should be. This is where I should be. Um, and forcing everything. When you force everything, when you're forcing things to happen, it just doesn't, does it? It just doesn't it, work. It can't, it doesn't, doesn't unravel the way that is meant for you. I don't, and this is in my experience, and this is how I feel like I've seen it too, but when you start to trust the flow, not oh. only releases the stress and the, the internal stress with you, you'll, the true authentic self can start to really thrive and, and you can start to be supported in that as well. And trust in the flow is so, so important. And, not 100%. comparing yourself. We we love to compare ourselves, don't we, oh, with others and we really do. different timeline. We really I feel are. like um, I feel like surrendering as well is so important. Mm-hmm. I, I speak yeah. about surrender so much because we absolutely love being in control and having control because when we're in control it just it makes us feel safe and ultimately that's what we all want. And when we feel out of control we feel really, really, really unsafe and that's what for a human being that's like the worst thing because we love to feel safe and secure in our own routines and our own worlds and that's really important and i think in 2020 uh when covid hit and with covid it's been the total opposite of that we've all been out of control we've not really known what's going on and what or what's happening and i feel like to begin with i really kind of like panicked and was like oh my god no no no, no this this isn't good but then I kind of just surrendered to it and I kind of just, I, I let it unravel like you just said. And I feel like yeah. that's been so much more beneficial now because I'm just like, the wave was just kind of like taking me. It's just bobbing me along instead of me fighting under the current, desperately trying to keep my head above the water. And that just gets you nowhere. So I kind of try to surrender now as much as I can. Uh, and I feel like when you do that 
and you trust as well, you, you can't really go wrong because you will actually, you'll end up where you're meant to end up. And that's mm-hmm. what I found like for, well, forever now, really. Like that's what I just always tried to do. And although you might not end up where you think you would, it's about trusting that where you are now is where you're meant to be in order to experience what you need to experience to move forward to the next destination. Do you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you hear that? Um, you hear that quote, don't you? Everything happens for a reason. Now, yeah. some some people, if we if you say that that statement, some people can squirm to that, and, yeah, and, and how I, I see, yeah, they they can squirm, but I feel like they squirm because they may be kind of holding a trauma or something that they've not been able to address yet. So I like to reframe it. Mm. And the reframe comes as uh, whatever you decide to commit, whatever you choose to commit your energy to, a lesson will come with it. Oh, that is true, though. Whatever you were choosing to to feed in a way. So whatever you feed will grow. Oh, Um, it will. So whatever you invite in will support your growth. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's trust. All the way. Trust, trust, trust is huge. Trust is so important. Mm. Uh, Tell me a bit about, so obviously now you're a holistic mindset coach. When, when did that jump happen? And like, tell us what you do now in terms of your like holistic work, because obviously I'm guessing you were with your dad and you were helping him. And then Mm. I want to presume that after that, you then actually worked on yourself because we all, we have to work on ourselves first, don't we? And then we can help other people after. So I'm guessing you kind of tried and tested a hundred different concoctions and (laughs) different holistic things. There's so many to explore. Um, yeah, gosh, I dabbled in a few things. I am, and and I still am, I'm still working on myself. You know, I'm, I'm currently working with, I've just found a new, I guess I would, she's called a healer. She is a healer. I'm working with her at the minute. She's a different, um, a theta healer. And it's been phenomenal, the work that we've been doing over the last few weeks. So it's, yeah, I um, basically dad, after dad died, well, during actually his sickness and just before he got diagnosed, I've gone through a a dodgy breakup and I was looking for tools to help me, um, Mm -hmm. to help me heal and find the answers and clear up some stuff that I felt like I was holding on to. And I stood. I um, discovered tapping, so EFT. I know we've done that yes. before, um, emotional freedom technique, and that really helped me have breakthroughs and release some stuff that I was holding on to that I didn't even know I was holding on to from mm. um, childhood, right, and from yeah. teenage years, etc. And then um, my first Christmas uh, after Dad died, um, I went to. I'd come across. Uh, a retreat center called the Temple of the Way of Light in Peru. Um, oh my gosh, really, Peru? Uh, in Peru, and oh. it, it was it, it resonated with me. I'd done my research on basically it, it works with a plant medicine called ayahuasca. Oh really? I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, uh, yeah. So it resonated with me. I did my research, and then again, it was a, a kind of a. If you talk about the universe and how it speaks to you and supports yes. you, what happened was I went with my ex at the time. He was uh-huh. working on some stuff. He'd already booked into it, onto it, but done that in the summer. And in the summer, when he'd asked me if I wanted to go, Dad had been dead like six weeks or something. I remember him oh, asking right, me, "I'm right. like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do tomorrow. Never mind mm. Christmas this first Christmas this year." So, um, anyway, he I moved back. I was supporting him in preparing for it. You got to follow a special diet. Um, you've got to do certain things in, in preparation for it. Mm, yeah. It was fully booked. There were no spaces left 
for months before it. And I was cooking the food for him. I started eating the food with him and I was prepping myself in my head. I'm like, I'm going, even though there were no spaces. Really? And five days before it, and someone canceled. And I saw, we kept checking on the website every single day and a space popped up. Got myself booked on it. Talk about divine timing. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got myself sorted and, and had to travel in separate planes to him because I couldn't get the same flight. And that was cool because I love traveling on my own. <laughs> and off I went into the Amazon jungle to work with a tribe for two weeks. We did, wow. um, they do ceremonies with this plant medicine. So it was seven ceremonies in 12 days it was. And it was the darkest, right. nastiest, toughest, most beautiful thing that I've ever, ever committed to. I love the fact you said dark and beautiful in one sentence. I know, I know. (laughs) It was uh, insanely powerful. Is it enlightening? Absolutely. It's um, it's classed as a psychedelic, but the the energy that comes with the plant medicine is a feminine energy. It's called Mother Aya. She's Mother Aya. So you're very much working with that side and that energy, and it was a beautiful thing. And it was the first time that Mm. I'd felt um, self-love. Oh, gosh. The first time she taught me self-love and it was kind of then I felt like that was the beginning of the end of that relationship that I kind of been off and on because once I started to really feel that self-love and with that obviously comes self-work goosebumps yeah it was the beginning of me finally starting to cut the cord really from that relationship which wasn't great for both of us yeah yeah Oh, wow. It was beautiful. So then I continued that. Then I was continued to look for techniques to help me and do the work on me. And, and fast forward however many years now, it's I've picked up a few things along the way that have helped me in my growth. And and now kind of carved out my own method with a few of the techniques that I've you trained have. in. It's a very yeah. unique method you've got. I think that's why I was yeah. drawn to your work because – you you kind of encapsulate so many different things it's really mm-hmm. it's quite special isn't it yeah yeah it is it's powerful as well it's um it feels like it gets people to a place a lot quicker than doing Gosh, them on, on an individual basis in the experience of using them all individually yeah. so yeah i'm really proud of it so i, I then bought about three years ago was I, I created and launched a brand called one health whole you That's and i started it. doing some wellness events through that also started my coaching Mm. And um, I was always dabbling though. So even though I I may not have had the brand, I was always helping people, whether it be coaching them physically or helping them with nutrition. It was always a part of me. I never really let go of it. So that's why I've been off and on in and out of the industry. And now the One Health Whole You has has evolved into We Are Kokoro, which I'm doing with the great Justin Lord. Oh, we love Justin, um, don't we? We do. And he and I are... We worked on something, first of all, a couple of years ago together, and we just recognized how powerful our skill set, our energies, Your dream and team. our mindset, yeah, just really complements each other. We're kind of like um, the, male, the male and female version of each other, really, I'd say. So oh, that, when that. we do that and we bring that together on retreats or even, which we've done before, but now we've gone online. So we've got this online platform we're developing Tell to us share. about that. So we've got the private group on Facebook, which is um, Kokoro. It's an online program. So you've got all sorts of nutritional advice, mindset. So it's mind, body, spirit. And that's mm. what Kokoro is all about. It's a it's a, a Japanese word and it, it's, it's pretty ah, special. Cool. We love it. Um, so we've started this online 
platform and we're going to have a podcast coming out very <gasps> soon as You're well. You're kidding, I'm so excited. Yeah, so um, we're in the process of doing all the branding for that and recording it. Um, so exciting. It, yeah, yeah, it's really special. So it, it kind of encapsulates what we, we're all about, the journey we've been on professionally, personally, and how we've seen those two journeys when they come together, how we can impact people's lives as well. So, so Coro, yes, and we're really excited that the meaning of it, when we first came across it, we've gone through so many different names over the times that we've been talking about it. Yeah. Kokoro is a unique blend of ancient wisdom and modern science to give you the body life you want and experience the pinnacle of health. Oh. So it's, it's a union ship, really, of your mind, body, and spirit. It just says it perfectly, really. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a pretty special thing to be a part of. I can't wait to get going with our podcasts. And then, I know. Right, if you need guests, Haley, you know yeah, where we are. Yeah, we <laughs> Let's will. Let's do a freeway. So. Let's do a freeway. <laughs> that sounds so to, wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd love to definitely get guests on in the future. Um, I can't wait we to We just listen. got to get the foundations in place and... Yeah, we, we um, our conversations, I think, and I hope, are going to empower people in, in so many ways. So we're excited to do that. But I'm we also, need it, Hayley. We need it. Yeah, I've got my um, my motorsport project, which has come about that I've been trying to to do, really, for a long time since I've not been in motorsport full-time. Yeah. It's been a, um, a platform that I've kind of wanted to work on for a while, and now it's come to, and it's it's come to very much linked with my healing as well, if I'm being honest. So the, oh, wow. the, the motorsport, the engine-loving, speed-loving part of me, um, I recognized when I spent my time with Dad and mm. we, went, we went to a couple of races together in America and it was like, it was a huge part of his upbringing, a huge part of his passions was bikes, cars, engines. And I kind of felt like that connection was another connection to him that I kind of lost in the whole healing process. So I feel like it's really, I'm coming back home. It's coming back home to you. I'm coming oh. back home to, to my true, my truest, most authentic mm. self as uh, with the motorsport and the holistic. So it's so the, important to combine both, I think as well, because it, I feel like, yeah. don't you think people, especially like within the spiritual world that we're in, it's like, uh, we love boxes and we have to be like oh you're spiritual so you have to do this this and this but you can't do anything else mm. and it's almost like I like to say you know I can be spiritual but then I can like, I can like dance in a club if I want to I can like drink alcohol I can like dress up in awesome outfits but then I can still be on a yoga mat doing yoga and meditating and drinking a Absolutely. smoothie you know do you know I what know. I mean and we like to make ourselves feel guilty if we don't fit into a box you're right. that's what I did for a long time yeah like. especially in the spiritual space I find I feel like yeah. a lot of people can be judgmental with that like we can still we can meditate and hold crystals and do sage and I can still like go and drink alcohol and like dance in a club all night we can do both can't we <laughs> absolutely we can and it, if anyone wants to judge you on that who are they really judging they're not judging you are they they're judging themselves they're yeah, judging themselves because they're not trusting themselves enough to put themselves in that space yeah. they feel like they need to fit into a box in order to feel like they belong rather than really sitting with themselves getting to know themselves yeah, and it's the exact like same that, with you, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, the spirituality and the holistic, but then the, the, the motorsports, and that's mm. what I mean, that's what I love, because 
you're actually, I feel like it's because you're allowing yourself to explore all of your passions. And a lot of people, they have all these desires and, you know, dreams and things, but they don't really act on them because they're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Or that's not really, you know, that's not going to fit me. But actually, no, if it makes you feel good and if it's like, hell yeah, I want to do this. I want to go to that race. I want to, you know, go around a track, then go and do it, you know? Well, do you know, it makes you feel alive. And when you own that, it makes you feel alive again. And for me, this year, I have lost so many people in the last 15 years I have and what am I going to do with the opportunity that I have to be alive and be here and be present because you're alive yeah life you know and I know it's it's a miracle and it's but it's true though you know I dishonor those that I've loved and lost by not living the most truest and authentic life. You're right, because they can't any longer. And it's almost like just us being alive right now, speaking on this podcast, is literally a miracle. I know that's a deep thing to say, but Mm -hmm. this is a miracle in itself. So really, don't we owe it to ourselves to actually live the most amazing life that we can live, no matter what that might entail. So that's why, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're feeling the energy. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh right that moves on really well to something that kind of works for that the mind body connection Mm. is something that you speak about quite a lot like tell us how important that is because i feel like a lot of us feel that our minds and our body are two Mm. totally separate entities it's almost like we've just got a head on legs and there's not there's nothing else going on but actually they're, they're so the connection is so important isn't it Absolutely, it is. I mean, right now it's 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 being excuse me. A light is being <laughs> shined very brightly on this too. It's being come talked about a lot more, and it's yeah. extremely important. Um, your mind will trigger can trigger imbalances in the body, and there's multiple studies out there, professionals that speak of this now, doctors, professors, scientists. It's proven. There's books, there's studies. It's all out there. Um, yeah. Now, one of my guys that that really turned me on to, into this mindset, or, or um, switched me onto this mindset, was uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Ooh. and he has got this book called The Biology of Belief, and it's phenomenal. It's quite sciencey though. But if you didn't want to go too deep into the book, he's on YouTube a lot. He's on a lot of podcasts. He's an incredible man. Um, and then from that, I was I discovered all sorts of links to uh, like followed my passion really once it triggered and it resonated with me so much. So when Dad was sick, um. I was looking at him when I was on that journey with him. Mm. He was trying to do so much to heal himself or to, to regain control of what was going on in his body. And yeah, he went down the chemo and there's eight different chemos. And as I said, that's so toxic, but there was one particular thing that he wouldn't address and he wouldn't sit with. And that was his emotional health. Right. He carried a lot of scars as we all do but what he wouldn't do so I was aware he carried a lot of loss in response to relating to not being there with a lot of things for me growing up a lot of loss related to he was a firefighter he'd seen a lot of death he'd had to save a lot of people that to let go of a lot of people Uh, a phenomenal man and the life that he achieved and created leaving school with nothing it's just crazy absolutely amazing story um and so he carried these scars in this darkness. And I remember sitting with him this one day and I remember thinking, I've got to have this conversation with him. Like, Dad, you know that 
I don't look back and think and resent you for not being there for the times that you weren't there. All I, I want to do right now is be grateful for this moment now and this time now, the times that we have had. We can't do that because we didn't have them. So that is going to do us no good looking back. Oh, um, for the emotional. Yeah, and, and he also had other things from uh, other things he hadn't healed and he wasn't willing to heal. And he basically said, we all have demons, Haley, and I, I understand what you're saying and where you're coming from. That my demons are part of me, and I just I'm just going to accept that. Oh. And for me, no one can heal themselves from anything, um, anything if they don't want to address. You're right. Yeah. Uh, um, their minds, their emotional health, which is your mindset, right? So yeah. Then um, I. I've, I found this uh, tapping and with emotional freedom technique that's very much linked to things being triggered in your body, uh, which is linked to uh, your emotional health again, but that is triggered from your brain, from your mindset. So you get that trigger sent from your brain to your body and that's where you get the imbalance. So if you've got a reoccurring, it doesn't have to be cancer like my dad. I'm not saying that that was the cause of his cancer anyway, either. I'm saying there's multiple pieces and factors for you finding balance within. Yes. And emotional health and mindset is a huge, huge part of that. So if you've got a reoccurring injury, for example, to make a lighter note on it, if you've got a reoccurring injury, you've been to the physio, you've been to the chiropractor, whatever you're doing, you're doing everything that you can to get on this injury and it's just not going anywhere. Why isn't it going anywhere? Where is it in your body? What is it trying to tell you? What message is it trying to give you? Is it something that you're not addressing, that you're still carrying, you're not willing to let go of? So your body is, there's certain parts of your body, your armor, your organs, your left and your right side, feminine, masculine, all of these things are related energetically within your body and can be addressed and healed. Yes, you they have can. to have the mindset mm. in order to want to do that. The mindset to want to go to that place, to sit with your shit, yeah. feel it to heal it. Oh my gosh, that, that's, that's, we need that on a t-shirt. Let's yeah, have that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Feel it to heal it, my goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're telling yeah. me. <laughs> and it's bloody yeah. painful, but it's... um. It's worth it. Like the work we did in the summer, it was agonizing. It was torturous. It was horrible. But it mm. was also, I get what you are saying earlier now about your jungle experience because it's kind of like, it was horrible. It was painful, but it was also beautiful and just kind of like uh, like a huge breakthrough. So it was, it was all those things in one, you know? It totally was. Um, and that's what, again, it comes back to the mindset, doesn't it? You know, some people will go into that ayahuasca experience just complaining the whole time because of, Right, right. The dark place that you go through, that you're purging, you're spewing, yes. you're puking, you're doing all sorts of things that are coming out of your body just <laughs> to cleanse, to reset that that spiritual connection, reset that physical, mental, emotional, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, but what you get when you break through on the other side is phenomenal. And that's what all of this is about. What if you just let go? What if you just allowed yourself to commit to trust in yourself, what if? to go in to the other side. What's waiting for you on the other side? So, do you know what, Hayley? The next level, you. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I've learned that from, from Hayley. I mean, and again, I think a lot of people, it comes back to what I said at the beginning, that a lot of people are kind of, that's the question, what if? What if I mm. actually, and I think a lot of people are scared of almost going down that rabbit hole, opening up Pandora's box, what's going to come out? And I feel like that's why for ages I was so scared of addressing 
like the big boy stuff because I thought, oh God, if I open that box, if I go down that hole, what on earth is going to happen? Like what's what's going to be in store? What's going to happen? It's going to be stuff that I don't really want to focus on or speak about or even address. And mm-hmm. do you know what? When you're thinking those thoughts, that is when you actually need to because that clearly shows that there's still something within that that's really holding you back and it's kind of affecting your your life really i guess the power of vulnerability oh i feel like that's what i've learned in 2020 Mm. a lot i was saying that the other day to somebody that i've learned in 2020 that being vulnerable is actually it's not just okay it's almost like a good thing and i used to feel like yeah and i used to feel like it wasn't and i feel like Mm. it's because we're in like mainstream media we're taught that it, it is a bad thing but when you're vulnerable and you allow yourself to go there. And I think that's the point again, to really, really go there. Mm-hmm. Amazing work, amazing inner work can happen. And I think that's the work that, the work that people don't see is actually the most beautiful work. And it's been interesting this year, like speaking to people saying, oh, you know, I'm doing inner work and I'm doing the work that you don't really see. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's hard to really explain until you actually mm-hmm. go on that journey yourself. but ultimately it's the stuff that you really can't post on an Instagram photo because mm-hmm. it's it's just within isn't it and that's what I've um, I've learned this year that again a lot of people are reluctant to spend money on a retreat but they're really happy to spend money on a new outfit and they're really happy to spend money on a really lovely holiday but they're not really willing to invest in a coach or a life coach or a healer but they're happy to kind of you know do a Netflix subscription or whatever it is or a new designer handbag and I used to be and I think I said this too that I used to be in that mindset of you know it's just the the uh, the external stuff mm-hmm. and spending money on like a coach when I used to speak to people about like coaching and I heard the price I'm like nah no way I no because I could spend that on clothes and I'm gonna be totally mm-hmm. real that was my mindset and I was only doing that because it was making me feel better, like by buying the clothes to feel good about myself. And this year, all of that has changed. And I've actually started investing in, you know, like proper things. And I said to you the other day, didn't I? I want to do like an NLP course. And now I'd actually be happy to spend that large bit of money on doing something so valuable like that than buying, I don't know, like a designer handbag, a designer bag, whatever. So, um, yeah, my, I feel like I've gone on a bit of a tangent, but I'm so passionate no, about that. It's, it's so, but it's great that you share that. It's really important that you share that because it's those short fixes. Gosh, short yeah, fixes, of course it is, yeah. Where do they really actually take you back? Yeah, they do, but you so just want more and more and more. And it's totally. enough is never enough. Enough will never be enough because, you know, I used to get things back home, put them away and be like, oh, that's sinking feelings back now. I need to, I need to go, I need another fix. I need to go and get something else. And it's like people have it for shopping. They have it with alcohol. They have it with drugs. They have it with food. They have it with sex. We have it with all of those kind of things, don't we? And mm-hmm. that's why I say now, guess what? There's nothing wrong with doing any of those things because I absolutely love fashion now, but it's in a healthy way because it's just, it actually makes me feel happy now where before it, it really wasn't making me feel happy. I was just doing it because I felt like I had to. And now when I dress up, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely love it because I feel good in my pajamas, in gym gear, just as much as I do in a suit or like whatever else I'm wearing. So I love like every single version of Jack I love, but if I'm dressed up, great. If I'm not dressed up, that's also fine too. Uh, so you can still drink alcohol. You can still eat unhealthy food for now and then. You can still have sex. You can still do all those things. It's not us saying that. It's just, it's kind of realizing when is that like a crutch and when are you doing it to feel better? I think that's what we're saying, aren't we, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Because it's those small fixes take you back into that mindset of 
something or someone has to make me happy. Gotcha. No, it, that, that little thing has to make me happy. That's this thing is, I'm yeah. going to buy that is going to make me happy. This yeah. person, why aren't they treating me this way? Why aren't yes. they making me feel happy? It's no one else's responsibility and no other item's responsibility to make you happy. The only person that can make you happy, fulfilled, oh, is you. Oh, it's you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hayley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness me. I mean... I just love this chat. It's been amazing. We've been, we've been speaking for about an hour. It's gone so fast. <laughs> we need to do another one, don't we? Yeah, I mean, that has just been so free flowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think to sum it up, where where is the Hayley Coxon story going to take us next? Where where do you see all this amazing work going? Because I, like, from me kind of seeing everything that you're doing, Hayley, I really feel like it's only just beginning for you. And you might be like, are you sure? But I do. I feel I can see so much more, and I feel like this work that you're doing now especially just in all the retreats and stuff, it's just, it's going to go so much bigger. And I feel like you've tapped in. I, I feel like for you, 2020, although it's been so awful from everything that you've lost in terms of people, I feel like kind of from, like for me as well, you've really done a lot of inner work. And I think yes. it's been, um, I can just see you have, haven't you? I can just, I feel it. I just, I recognise that you've done so much inner stuff this year. But you know, yeah, I've had the time to do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I was so busy giving to others and doing for others. That I wasn't allowing myself to be still long enough. As much as I would say that to clients, um, <laughs> to really like check in and, and build the solid foundations for me now, right? I was giving too much. Yeah. And so it's made me be um, grounded. It's grounded me more so and made me just really recognize and be open to receiving and seeing the signs and, and going, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's where I want it. That feels, I'm really feeling everything. And, and it's, yeah, I, I swear it's been a game changing and a life changing year in it so has. many ways. Yeah. And um, the next steps. Yeah, I do. Uh, the next level me is coming. Hell yeah. Um, I'm going to live authentic, unapologetically, authentically, if that makes sense. Oh gosh, and, yes, it so does. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really excited and I really, really am. Like, whatever life is going to throw at me, I, I know I can handle it. I know I can do it. Mm. And I hope by just embracing the life that I am, it's going to inspire and empower others to do just that as well. So growth with oh. my, um, the motorsport brand, growth with We Are Coro, yes. and just see where both of them take us and, and, I'm really, really excited. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. We need to finally meet from person in 2021, I don't know, we? I know. Two years in the making, baby. Gosh, gosh. <laughs> I need it's a trip cool. to Liverpool, though, Hayley. I've never been, and it looks phenomenal. So that's a good excuse, isn't it? Hayley's there. Just go to Liverpool. <laughs> You're welcome over any time. Oh, my goodness <laughs> me. Hayley, it has been such a pleasure speaking to you today. I've absolutely loved it. You too, me too. Thank you so much. Where can people uh, engage with you? Where can I find you? Because I'm sure there'll be lots of people that want to check out your content yeah, and your, your coaching and everything you've got to offer. Okay, um, so uh, we have Instagram, which is uh, the We Are Kokoro. So it's we.r.kokoro, K-O-K-O-R-O. That is our Instagram page. But if you head on to uh, Kokoro. A free online program on Facebook. That's a private group. You can get access to all sorts of free content in there. Yes. It's incredible. Um, but then my motorsport project is the Spirit of Motorsport TV, which is an online platform for any. It's for everything but the racing. Right, so right. if you're interested in cars, bikes, anything that 
is fun, that's got an engine, a bit of speed. We're talking about it. We're talking about the characters and the people behind the stories that live these revved up lifestyles, and it's mm. phenomenal. And very much moving down the women in motorsport too, as well. So oh, amazing! Hearing that. So Spirit Motorsport TV, but we are Kokoro. Check them out and just send us a message if you've got any questions, any you want to, any support on anything. We're both there. Justin and I run that account, so absolutely, um, you have access to both of us and join us on Facebook. And we're doing a self love challenge, a thirty day self love challenge at the minute. I've, so I've been watching; in. it's very yeah. interesting. Go, Justin, for him. Justin's amazing. I mean, guys, yeah. check out Justin Lord as well. I'm going to leave yeah. all of the links in the description because Justin and Hayley are such a dream team and if Justin can't help with something Hayley will they that's how you're a perfect partnership because you're just mm-hmm. kind of like it's all there holistic mindset fitness as well nutrition so it's all there and it's absolutely perfect Hayley my soul brother yes <laughs> thank you so much for joining me Hayley it's been such a pleasure guys thank you for joining us I'll see you next month and yeah take care Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to a brand new episode of A Slice of Life with me, Jack Walton. Please rate, share and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and wherever else you get your episodes from. Don't forget to follow me on social media, I am Jack Walton, a motivated boy to keep up to date with everything I've got going on. With thanks this month's guest, Hayley Coxon, to our podcast producer, Callan Danes and you, the viewer, for listening. See you next month.